The Director General of MI5, Jonathan Evans, has spoken publicly about the scale of radicalization among some young people in this country, saying that many young Muslim men in particular were being targeted and indoctrinated. Well, in the last few years, a number of groups here and in other countries have been trying to produce what they call de-radicalization. One of them operates in Brixton in South London. And our reporter, Zubeda Malik, is the first journalist to have access to the street project there, as it's known, to meet people behind it, and perhaps some of the young people they're helping. Some of the names in this report have been changed for obvious reasons. On a crisp autumn night, 50 young men and teenagers get together in a park in South London for a game of football. A scene that is played out in parks throughout Britain. But what makes this gathering unique? is that here, football is being used to help young people who have been, or could be, exposed to extremist ideology. Kazim is one of the youth workers. Football is loved by everybody, you know, amongst the youth, and it's a great, great form of attraction, you know, away from, you know, some of the things which is undesirable to society. And how can you tell which of the young men have been exposed to radicals and extremists, and, and how can you tell which ones you need to really focus on and help? We can see basically by, you know, the things they may say, the, the way they may react. In the beginning, they seem a little bit, you know, apprehensive, maybe to interact with everybody. Um, but after a while, you know, from pep talks in the beginning, you know, and you know, inviting them to come to the mosque, they realise you know the true Islam propagates peace. Before kickoff, everyone lines up and prays together, followed by a quick speech from Carson about being ambassadors of their faith. Football is used to build up confidence and a sense of brotherhood. Word about this weekly game is spread through Brixton Mosque, but youngsters from all over London turn up to play. The majority are Muslim. But every week, roughly 10 non-Muslims turn up for the game. I'm, I've come away from that life. From, I, I've come back on the religion. But I know certain people, they weren't here, probably on the street doing street things. And how does this project help those young men who've been exposed to extremists in the faith? Because a lot of all, all the brothers, they, they've, they've grew up in the religion, isn't it? Like, they've most probably been in the religion before I was born. So they've seen everything of God and like, extremism. When, when we ask them questions about why these people are like this, they know it. It's good that they guide us. And, and how would it help young men who have been exposed to extremists? They've been exposed and they come here, then it's, it's very likely they're going to get taken out of it. The Street Project is the brainchild of Abdul Haq Baker, chairman of Brixton Mosque. Launched in March of this year, he explains how it works. What we do is by giving some conventional activities, youth activities, in which they're happy to engage in a Muslim environment, we get them to start sharing ideas, um, participating in, in events, and even those who are very silent, bringing them in amongst us, as it were, to feel more comfortable and espouse what some of the views or concerns or exposure they've had to various extremist or worrying tendencies. Some may argue that the ones who become very extreme and are on that path to radicalisation may not come to these events or may not be identifiable. I think that they can be identified and we're seeing that they, they do come to these events because when they're seeing that their peers are moving in a particular direction, them remaining in isolation highlights them even more. So you'll find that they will come to these gatherings, come to these events, and whilst they might be on the periphery, they will participate. They will also listen to the engagement 
of their peers with others about some of the views that they hold and you'll see that in that way you can start including them in such dialogues and focusing on them even though they're not giving a narrative, even though they're not speaking or expressing what those views are. Kamal and Hakim are two young men who have been helped by Abdul Haq Baker. People were feeding me jihadi DVDs, you know, telling me to go and fight. I just become Muslim. I didn't know nothing about Islam, but all I knew was about jihad. So what happened, you know, after time I was starting to hang around with a lot of extremist brothers, um, going to Finsbury Park Masjid, listening to Abu Hamza. So when I entered Islam, I had one side that was telling me, okay, what I'm doing, I can continue it. God at the same time. I had one side that telling me, look, you have to give up all of this and you have to surrender yourself with full submission. So I was in the middle. Extremists are known to use DVDs of conflicts in Islamic countries to radicalize young men. The Street Project some of this material to help de-radicalize. Abdul Haq Baker explains. We use this type of material because we find it more, most effective in countering the extremist propaganda. They use the self-same material and we can contextualize the arguments and highlight the misunderstandings that these youth have when looking at this sort of propaganda. Abdul Haq sits down with a group of young men and watches an extremist film of the war in Iraq. He then talks about the issues it raises, using the Quran, scholarly references and history to point out why and where the extremists are wrong. Can you see the emotional thing that they're pulling on the emotions of the Muslim and there's, there's, there's nothing from the Quran in its context to say what to explain what is actually happening there can you can you see that yeah, yeah definitely all they're using there is an the chorus of it where, where are the muslim soldiers that's that's the translation of it that keeps flashing up with every image where are the muslim soldiers in a sense it's just to pull on your heartstrings really and truly we've watching this um you know it does it works on your emotions and seeing this it gets you upset they they want to go and fight the way that they're shown this which is not correct You've watched extremist videos with extremists in the past. When you did that, what kind of things would they say to you? Now, you won't get many of them saying to you, all right, then we're going to get you a plane ticket and we're going to put you on the plane and you can go and do your thing. Now they're going to say, what's closer to home? Where are you going to hurt them the most? You might go there. As you come off the plane, you're going to get arrested. But here, you can go and put back back on, jump on the bus, and you ruin everyone's life. Minimum effort, maximum damage. That's, that's, that's the road it's going down now. When we enter Islam and we see images like this from the computer, straight away we're going to think, okay then, I'm with what, what they're on. But at the back of their mind they don't have any understanding. They don't not understand that what actually what they're getting into is going to destroy them. A lot of the people calling to this have got their own agenda, which is hidden from the mainstream. These people have got political ideologies that they're trying to push but they're using these youth like that you give these leaflets to that just for the sake of Allah give these DVDs to the people which has got their own message in it but the youth because they've got no knowledge they don't understand that they're being used as puppets as well a lot of these people they got maybe they've come to this country because they can't spout this stuff in their own country basically Inspector Sean Martell from the Metropolitan Police works closely with the Muslim community in South London he says they are watching with interest to see how the project develops. They have credibility within the community and respect. Um, they have a, an insight into the topic and knowledge of the topic. I think what's most important is that they're prepared to 
challenge views and tackle views head on. Once the project establishes itself, Abdul Baker plans to take small groups of young people to rich and poor Islamic countries to help develop their British identity. Kamal and Hakim say that going to Morocco and Saudi Arabia helped reinforce their Britishness. As I came back to the UK, I realised what I really had here in the UK, you know, and I kind of cherished it. And a lot of the time people, when especially youths, um, in and around London, they think that they're living in a struggle and you really do get to realise that you're not in a struggle. You're not struggling. A lot of people, a lot of the youth say, yeah, we're in the ghetto, we're doing this. They're not in the ghetto. When they go and they see these places firsthand, they'll realise what they have is, is, is good what they have. It gives us like a, a different kind of mentality that we should obviously cherish England. And obviously we're from England, even when we was in Saudi Arabia, we used to talk about it, we, I missed England. This is, where, this is where I was born, this is where my mother came from Nigeria, she came to England. This is where I was born, I'm British. Like in Saudi Arabia, they will ask you, okay then, someone will just ask you, okay then, where are you from? And if you say you're British, if you say, where are you really from? Being able to create that sense of identity, of belonging, of being British, will be central in the fight against extremism. So Bader Malik reporting time 16 minutes to 9. There are reports that Northern Rock's mortgage business is showing signs of a rapid collapse. Here's Nick Cosgrove.